welcome to the Horror Review, where we rate, analyze, and review our favorite horror movies, TV series, and subgenres. At the end of each episode, we'll also give a rating via our Scare-O-Meter. I'm Tasha. And I'm Julia. And on today's episode, we are continuing on with our February theme of vampires. Le vampire! <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we are going on with a classic, which we, I'm surprised we haven't done this one yet. I know. Yeah. Especially the last time we did vampires. But anyways. Um, There's we are just doing, so many. There are a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Um, but this one is a true classic. Um, this is the 1987, um, kind of like American supernatural comedy horror. Yeah, There's I some would comedy. say. Yeah. There's, There's definite. Some, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is The Lost Boys, which was directed by uh, Joel Schumacher. Did I say that right? Okay. Schumacher. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so I'm going to take us away with a little Please, plot synopsis. Yeah. If you have not had the pleasure of seeing this 80s, just amazing. Romp. It's Yeah, it is an 80s romp. It that's really a, is. That's a great way to describe it. Okay, <laughs> so Michael and his younger brother Sam move with their very recently divorced mother Lucy from Phoenix, Arizona to the fictional small beach town of Santa Carla. Um, in California to live with their very eccentric grandfather. I, I love, love the grandpa. Him. He is great. Oh my God. He's the best. <laughs> so Lucy then gets a job at a video store kind of on the, the boardwalk owned by this bachelor, Max Lawrence. And then Michael becomes fascinated with this lovely girl, Star, who's a beautiful girl that he spots on the boardwalk, though she seems to be with this character, David, who appears to be the leader of a biker gang. Um, And he's, like, infatuated with her right away, even though he's only, like, looked at her one time. Mm -hmm. Anyways. (laughs) It's the 80s. It's the 80s. Um, So now the younger brother, Sam, walks into the local comic book store and meets brothers Edgar and Alan Frog, a pair of self-proclaimed vampire hunters. They're, like, I don't know, 15, 16, maybe. They're hilarious. Mm -hmm. They give a very skeptical Sam these horror comics and teach him about the undead threat they claim has infiltrated their town. And Sam is like, I don't read horror comics. This, like, isn't my jam. And they really insist. Like, no, no, no. You should should really read these. So through Star, Michael then is drawn into the orbit of David's motorcycle gang. They challenge him with several kind of tests of courage and offer him initiation into this biker gang. Um, during a meal in their hangout, which is at like an abandoned luxury sunken hotel, <laughs> like what? So random. Um, which is like beneath the cliffs um, and it was sunken in the 1906 earthquake there. Uh, Star warns Michael that an offered bottle of blood um, and he's like, no, 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 that's not blood. Like there's no way this would actually be blood. And he drinks it anyways. This is after like they have some food the and like Chinese the noodles. Food. Yeah. The Chinese food turns into worms for a second, but then it's not. And like, we're kind of getting little glimpses of something supernatural happening, happening, but we don't really know what yet. And then Michael begins to undergo a transformation and his eyes suddenly become very sensitive to light and he's wearing sunglasses indoors and looks like a pretentious butthead. I wear my sunglasses. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the smell of a lot of foods are revolting him and his reflection becomes translucent in the mirror. Very strange. Mm-hmm. He develops a craving for blood and one night while his mom's out working, he attacks his younger brother Sam but is stopped by Sam's dog uh, Nanook. Sam is, like, terrified, but Michael convinces him that he's not yet a vampire and he just needs his brother's help. After he starts levitating and, like, <laughs> accidentally floats out the window and is, like, about to float away because he hasn't figured out how to control that yet. It's a pretty funniest, funny scene. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so Sam deduces that as Michael has not yet killed anyone, he is a half vampire and his condition is reversible upon the head vampire's death. So they need to figure out who the head vampire is. So Sam and the Frog Brothers suspect Max of being the head vampire. But while Max comes over for dinner at their house with Lucy, they observe that he has a reflection and they also put like a ton of garlic in his food and they're playing kind of like little tricks to see mm-hmm. if he's a vampire and he passes all the tests. Don't they also pour ho- holy water on him? Yeah. Yeah. So David tries to provoke Michael into killing, but Michael repeatedly refuses. He like really doesn't want to be a part of this vampire gang. Star reveals that she and this little boy Laddie, who's like the youngest of the gang, are also still partly human and that David intended for Michael to be Star's first kill, um, sealing her fate as a vampire. But Mm -hmm. she also did not kill. So Michael leads Sam and the Frog Brothers to the gang's lair during the day when they're all asleep and can't go outside. They manage to impale one vampire, Marco, with a wood stake, but that does awaken the others. And they're all like they think they're going to be in coffins and they're all hanging upside down like bats. It's very, it's very cool. (laughs) It's so funny. Yeah. The boys escape and they rescue Star and Laddie. Um, realizing that the game gang is going to come after them at night, the teens arm themselves with like a ton of holy water. They fill it into water guns, a longbow with stakes. They barricade themselves in the house. Um, and when night falls, David's gang attacks. Um, the Frog Brothers, Sam and Nanook, take out two of the gang while Michael and David battle each other. There is a scene, you know, they one of them gets pushed into a bathtub full of holy water and turns into like goo and then infiltrates the plumbing somehow and then there's like vampire goo in the plumbing it's quite gross but i loved that scene it was it was pretty great their explosions are fun (laughs) yeah so michael and david are fighting david is impaled but we notice there's no change in michael star or laddie forcing the group to conclude they still have not accounted for the head vampire bum 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 so Lucy and Max return home from a date and Max says that he is the head vampire, attributing his reflection earlier to the fact that Michael invited him into the house. Max explains that he instructed David to turn Sam and Michael into vampires so that Lucy could not refuse to be transformed herself. And he had said something earlier that boys need a mother mm-hmm. and he'd had all his boys and he was wanting her to be the, the mother. mother, the mother of the vampires. And yeah, he wanted a mother for the Lost Boys, which is a very obvious reference to Peter Peter Pan Pan and Wendy and the mother of the Lost Boys. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, as Max pulls Lucy to him, preparing to transform her, Grandpa crashes his truck through the wall of the house, which then impales Max on a wooden fence post and causes him to explode. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, Star, and Laddie then return to normal. Um, When Lucy, Michael, and Sam go to see if Grandpa is all right, he replies... One thing about living in Santa Carla, I never could stomach all the damn vampires. So, like, he knew there's vampires this whole time. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. Uh, yep. It's great. It is great. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I can see where so many vampire influences came from, from totally. this film. Yeah, also, yeah. like, 80s prank things and, like, booby trapping the house. That's, like, some oh, Home yeah. Alone vibes a little bit. Definitely. Um, yeah. There's just a lot of... Even just like the vampire transformations, mm-hmm. they're very, very much. You can see where Buffy the Vampire Slayer oh, got totally. it, especially it's got from the original lot. movie. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Those the faces, the faces looked a lot like the Buffy yeah, faces. The I had that exact that exact thought, and I was like, oh, the same makeup artist who worked on Buffy must have worked on Lost Boys. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I don't know. 
or they just got the idea from there. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, yeah, so much of the lore is perfect from there. And yeah. it's great. It is really wonderful. Um, and we see Kiefer Sutherland as like our head vampire. Well, not Max, but he's like the, the leader of the gang yeah. with a blonde mullet. It's well, apparently, so apparently they had him in just like a long blonde wig, mm. and he was like, This it is not feel right. cool. Yeah. And he and basically he was like, I want to make it more Billy Idol because at the time Billy Idol was the shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he basically cut it into a mullet, love it. And the hair is great, it's the like an iconic, it's an iconic Kiefer Sutherland kind of it really hair is moment, yeah. And you can see, like, and it's very Peter Pan, it feels like Rufio, Rufio, is that his name from Hook? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Rufio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rufio yeah. with the one earring and his hair yep. kind of looking yeah, a little yeah. like Yeah, so I can see that and then of course the evolution of that eventually becoming the character of Spike in mm-hmm. Buffy the Vampire. Yeah, with series. the blonde and the yes. kind of bad boy. Cuz you the I mean leather. he was based off of Billy Idol, but mm-hmm. so was Kiefer Sutherland's character, yep. so it's, it's just so funny. I'm yeah, just like, oh, so great. okay. I get so many things. Yeah, it's just it's a really fun it's like not too scary oh, no. vampire wise. It also has some kind of like Goonies vibes and just like a lot of that like I don't know, just kids in the eighties. It's vibes. so eighties. Yeah. Well and like um uh what's his face? Corey Feldman's character, like with the bandana and everything like that. It's very mm-hmm. stand by me and a little bit karate kid yep. and like just so many just so many references. Like so and a couple of them had like the kind of curls on top and like the long, yes. curly, like mullety thing happening. Corey Feldman's character is supposed to look like a kid who was obsessed with Rambo. Ah. Oh, that's that yeah. makes that's sense. His hair and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Definitely. And his like weird truth. Oh, my God. Voice. Yes. His voice. I was like, what the hell's happening with his voice? It's not as. He wants to be Rambo. That's what's happening. Yeah, that makes sense. It was just so, so 80s. The soundtrack yeah. is so 80s. The only thing that made me really irritated is that they open and close with a cover mm. of People Are Strange. Yeah, it and was a cover. They had Jim Morrison's picture in the cave place where they literally zoomed in on it twice, but they didn't. I bet they said no. They, yeah, I was going to say they probably didn't have the budget because yeah. the other thing was, so you know the flying scenes in the beginning of yeah. the movie? Yeah, yeah. Those were B footage from Top Gun because they didn't what? have the budget. Yeah. Same production company. That's hilarious. Right? Oh, my gosh. I knew as soon as it came in and, and we started going, and I was like, this is such an 80s movie, but I couldn't figure out quite why. And mm-hmm. I was like, those shots feel very familiar. And they felt like kind of out of place from the yes, rest of the movie. They sure did. They felt a little more high. Like, Yeah, it just felt like I thought it was kind of cool. I was like, okay, they're trying to like add a little bit more of mystique so we don't yeah. see what the vampires, like how they fly, what they look like when they're like all vamped out. But that's really funny that mm-hmm. it's, it's flight footage that's very funny <laughs> that is wonderful yep also so i guess Kiefer sutherland mm-hmm. was on one of the motorcycles at some point was trying to like show off to a girl and he <laughs> fell and broke his wrist <gasps> oh no and that's why he's wearing gloves for the entirety of the film <laughs> that's hilarious right? that wasn't like a character no, choice no, that, that, was, is... that was he broke his wrist in three places and had a cast and they had to cover it somehow yeah good times yes and then the fictional town of santa carla yes it was supposed to be santa cruz oh, okay. um but the town of santa cruz didn't like being called the murder capital of the world so they renamed it to santa carla because this town had like a lot of strange disappearances and murders isn't that like 
the fair thing isn't that santa monica pier though like yeah but it's they... apparently named after it was shot and it was shot in santa cruz okay yeah california yeah, yeah. yeah. so in that boardwalk that all looked very familiar it looks very well it just looked there. very california a lot of those california yeah. beach towns had boardwalks like that yes they do yes. But yeah, they definitely didn't want uh, their town to be known as the murder capital of the world. (laughs) I mean, that's fair. That's very fair. But also, like, I don't know, we've learned that it brings notoriety now, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Well, people could still go to Santa Cruz, but apparently, like, production was only allowed to film in Santa Cruz if they promised to rename the town. I know, when they were coming in, it's like, Santa Carla. I'm like, that's not a place. That's not a place. (laughs) Nope. Also, Max is played by... Richard the guy Gilmore. who played, yeah, Richard Gilmore. Wait, what? Yes, I did not put that together. Oh my, in my god! Brain. I know. I was like, holy oh crap! It's Grandpa Gilmore. Oh my god! <laughs> the head vamp- He's vampire. He's so good in this movie. He's great in wow. this movie. Yeah. Okay, that just ooh right. <laughs> that messed with me. That's crazy. <laughs> yep. And then uh, apparently there was a like huge thing over the sax man. <laughs> the, the beginning of the movie the tim beach capello. concert yeah, yeah yeah tim capello okay yeah yeah which became just like a thing really yeah it's just like one of the most famous and very 80s it's, things that whole that whole scene was so 80s yeah i love how 80s this movie is it's, it's just fantastic yeah it's such a great like moment in time it is it really is it's a snapshot of history it is and it had so much influence mm-hmm. on literally all Vampires. vampire movies and yep. tv series from that and still and still like, yeah like what we do in the shadows has yes. that bit with the food and they're like we stole it from lost boys yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep no it's just so good and like yeah Kiefer sutherland went on to do so much after this i think he was already like mm-hmm. pretty well-known upcoming actor okay up and coming actor i should say and then like the two Corys became a thing after this mm-hmm. and they were very famous and in the spotlight for a long time yep. and then yeah oh and the mom she was in edward scissorhands yes yeah she's great yeah i, I know for a second i was like i know yes you're like that face something and something very specific and then yeah edward scissorhands she's also one of the aunts from practical magic yes, yes. yeah yeah that's what, that's the mm-hmm. other one so apparently the vampires like the initial idea for mm-hmm. this movie and it, which is why it's called the lost boys is that they were meant to be much younger right. but then joel schumacher schumacher was he just didn't want to make like a goonies gone vampire so Fair. he wanted them to be like a little bit older like later into their teens so yeah like the initial idea and why it's called the lost boys is because they were meant to be like kind of 13 14 year old like kids and then they just they they aged them up a little bit i mm-hmm. honestly it works yeah it 100 percent works yeah. and probably and i feel like, like it makes it a little bit more like darker and grittier because you could have that like kind of biker gang and funnier aspect yeah. to it yeah plus we get a whole sex scene because of that yeah because we can't do that with 13 year olds yeah it's a little young yeah and then i kind of like that it then juxtaposed with the like kind of younger frog brothers like yeah. they were just kind of these like silly goofy guys kind of going up against this like you know older vampire gang totally yeah yeah i liked it but yeah just kind of oh, yeah the idea of it was that they were gonna be kids well and i think part of the influence of that was he watched interview with the vampire mm-hmm. and loved the idea of kirsten dunce's character yeah. Yeah. um or i guess sorry he read the book, read the he book did, yeah. Yeah. and the rice's interview with the vampire the movie hadn't come hadn't out, come out yet no, it was, yeah that was in the 90s but yeah. so 
the younger uh, vampire that's mm-hmm. just stuck in stuck in childhood forever. Yeah. Yep. But then also being stuck as a teenager forever would yeah. suck. But at least they got to be like the they looked like they were like eighteen or nineteen yeah. at least. Yeah. Well, for eighties, yeah, 80s. they were probably in their twenties, but yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Or thirties. Or thirties. Yeah, because the casting and. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 80s and 90s movies were always yep that guy looks 35 yeah <laughs> i mean Kiefer sutherland doesn't look like he's 18 in no. that movie no. no um and it was like that movie this movie was the birth of the two quarries too like, oh yeah it's the source of their like their yeah, power their power yeah that is the source of their, <laughs> their vampiric powers yeah but yeah it's like what spurred their on their friendship and then mm-hmm. they were icons in the in, in the, the 80s and 90s yeah 90s. Mm-hmm. definitely it's a fun one it's mm-hmm. a very fun one it's a great yeah, this is a great one. It's funny. It's fun, entertaining. It's got like all the gore and transformations mm-hmm. that you would want in in yep. vampire kind of films. Yeah. Like it's yeah. It's got I like the I like the practical effects and yes. two of the vampires and when they're just kind of like partially changed um, and they've got their creepy eyes and like just a little bit of like I liked that there were they weren't just like vampires and humans. There yeah. was like a mid transition, yeah. which I don't think you see a lot of that in. Not very often. Like they're either like fully vamped out or they're like in their human form. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see a little bit more of a transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's cool to see like the fang. Or, or, and you see him, he gets the fang, I think. Yeah. And then. Yeah, Michael and Michael. David. A yeah. few, like at one time, they each are just kind of like half, half vampire. Yeah. Half full vampire. It's funny, though, because that lore confused me a bit because it was like, oh, you drink vampire blood and then suddenly you're just, you're just partially part- vampire. Partial. Are you supposed to die first? Like that's, that's yeah. I mean, it's a just lot just a of slightly lore. different lore. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool, though. It, it's a neat idea. And yep. then it kind of gets, you know, people can take mm-hmm. their influences from that. And I think you, it definitely isn't it in vampire diaries yes. they have to feed to fully complete their cycle have, yeah but they but also have to have vampire blood in their system in their before system. they die but they have to die first do like, they have to die they have to die in order to become vampires but you can't become a vampire if you don't have the vampire blood i in thought your system. you just had to have blood in your system and then you have to, to f- complete the transition you have to you have to feed. die first yeah then feed i don't i feel like that's not right in true blood, you have to die first. Yeah, in true blood. Yeah, but in I true, think the yeah. feeding thing isn't in true blood. No, the feeding thing isn't in true blood. You just have to get bit and then die, right? Yeah. You have to have vampire blood in your system when you die. True right. blood's very specific. True blood is very specific. Maybe I have okay. like so they, yeah. Is it? They have, right to, for both? they have okay. to die with vampire blood in their system. Okay, so both true blood yeah. and vampire yes. diaries. Yeah, but then that, to yeah. complete the transition, they are kind of half vampires. They, are, they yeah. have to feed, otherwise they like, they, then they just die. Right. And they're just dead. I don't know. I can't remember about True Blood, but I know in Vampire Diaries that's True a thing. Blood. That's not a thing in True Blood. Okay. No. But yeah, <laughs> I in think Vampire True Blood, Diaries, just a vampire. They, have to, yeah. they have to feed and like have that first kill to be, to, to fully, stay. Yes. to stay vampire. It's like you get a taste of it, but if you want to not like shrivel and die, then you have to, yeah. So I think, I feel like they took, they, they definitely took some parts oh, of a lot of different lores. So like the, the having to kill to complete the, to complete the transformation. Yeah. Um, okay, do you have any yeah. other like fun facts to say about The Lost Boys? Mm, I think that was... A... I think we covered a lot. We did cover a lot. Yeah. And there's just so much influence from this movie on literally all other vampire things later. Totally. So it's just so much fun, mm-hmm. practical effects. There's a couple kind of old, like it wasn't CG then, I forget. Whatever, computer 
generated images. Mm-hmm. A couple of moments of that, which were a little interesting, but just a couple. But for the most part, it was practical effects it was and well it was done. makeup. And yeah, yeah. Um, I just found a quote from Joss Whedon, who has explicitly said that I took the idea of looking them like of them looking like monsters and then looking like people from this movie. Yeah. So that was. Like I'm a, not surprised at yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he just stole that mm-hmm. from them. But that's fine. But as long as you say As long as like you say it, He's right? like, yeah, I took this idea. Yeah. And then, he, I mean, he made his whole, like, show. Yeah, it's, it, a whole so other, it's, totally it's a whole other thing now. Yeah, so yeah. that's fine. But, um, yeah. yeah, as long as you, you know, acknowledge it. It's yeah. like um, John Carpenter. Yeah. Literally taking the story of Black Christmas mm-hmm. and making it and into making Halloween. making it into Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's... I think that's pretty much everything. Yeah, I would just say there are two sequels. Don't right. watch oh them. yeah, don't watch them. <laughs> really yeah, bad. I, I really haven't love watched them. Just both of them. I love Corey Feldman so much, but they're bad. They're really bad. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that's everything for this one. Should yeah. we scarometer? Yes, let's scarometer. Um, I don't find it very. Scary. It's not very scary. Maybe like a like four. a three point yeah. five. There's a lot of weird. There gore. is a lot of like weird gore, but it's not like the most <laughs> realistic gore. No, but I feel like for the 80s, like the vampire faces were pretty yeah, good. They were, like they the were eyes good. were yep. kind of amazing. So I'm just going to give it a bump up for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to say a four. But I'm it's sticking still, with 3.5. That's fair. Yeah. But it's just, it's a good one. It's a very accessible vampire movie. It sure is. Yeah. yeah it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's a really fun. It's got that little bit of a comedy element to it. Oh, so. Yeah. Um, and then Jack and Lanterns. I want to give it like a four. Yeah. It's I was just, just going to say, it's, it's a great, solid. It's very solid and it held up really well. And so iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a four. Definitely a four. There we go. That was Sweet. easy. Look yeah, at us agreeing on I stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's vampires, right? It's vampires. We both we love, love vampires. vampires. <laughs> yeah. so that's, well, I should say all three of us love vampires. Yes. So. I guess that's... Mm-hmm. That's it. That's Take it. us out, Tash. Yeah. So we have two more vampire picks coming for you yes. this month. We're very excited for these two. They're just like, they're all good. We're always we've, excited for everything. We're Yes. But like, I feel like we've got a good mixture of things. Yeah. So um, yeah, if you enjoyed listening to us and would like to hear more, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you consume your podcasts from. If there is a particular theme, movie, TV series, or book that you want us to talk about, let us know. We would love to hear your feedback. And you can follow us on Instagram at The Horror Review. We also have a Facebook page and we're going to be back with a lot more vampire stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.